You're listening to the 10th Bitochen Podcast. And we continue where we left off. We're in the fourth chapter of the Bitochen section of Madrek Sodom. And he says like this, We find this to be true also in regards to Yosef HaTzadik. Because there was something about tomorrow that touched him, or he was worried about. He was punished for this. Okay, so Bitochen... When a person is in that state, and a person a person is in a place of trust in Hashem, tomorrow doesn't come into the picture. Because if I have everything that I need, in Bitochen I have everything that I need now, and so tomorrow I'll also have everything I need. I don't worry about tomorrow. So Yosef HaTzadik, on his level, obviously he was on an exalted level of Bitochen. Yaakov Avinu, we spoke about last time, was also on this amazing level. But because there was something about tomorrow, that touched them or that worried them, so Yosef HaTzadik was punished. Like our sages say, that because Yosef HaTzadik said to the Saramashkim, to the wine bearer, please remember me, mention me to Paro. Because he did a double language, he said an extra time, remember me, don't forget me. So he was stuck in jail for another two years. And he lays down an amazing thing, an amazing idea here. And we have to understand who Yosef is. What does he represent? Who is the who is Yosef? Yosef is the quintessential leader of Am Yisrael. He's going to be the leader of the entire world. He's a Mashiach ben Yosef of his time. So somebody like that has to have the most deepest level of bitachon. And it's not just, I mean, we, we hear about this and we think of it as a, as a punishment, perhaps. He didn't have bitachon, therefore he was stuck in jail for another two years. But we'll see that part of it is to develop, for him to understand, to develop an understanding of the fact that he has to be completely recognized, he needs to recognize at all times that it's only Hashem. Says the altar of Navardic, we need to understand, what was the sin here? What was the sin? Now we think about Yosef Atzalik, who he was, who he is, what he represents. So his desire was not to make his physical situation to be better. I mean, they should cut He was disgusted. He was sick of living in this, in this disgusting place. Amazing thing. Certainly, if we're talking about Yosef Atzalik, Somebody who understands that every single thing that goes on in his life is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, he's not interested in getting out of the situation. He knows that everything that Hashem does is for the good. Right? He, he accepts everything with love. He was certainly somebody who rejoiced in challenges and difficulties. However, since he was separated from his father... He wasn't able to receive the Torah that he had been able to receive previously from his father. It was only possible to have that exalted level of Torah learning when he was with his father. He, why did he want to get out of there? It was for a pure spiritual motive. He wanted to go out because he wanted, he, he was thirsting for the opportunity to be studying with his father. So what was the sin in regards to this? 
What was he doing? As we find the, the, the altar of Navarik Shita is, when it comes to matters of Ruchnias, when it comes to matters of spirituality, so a person is not only permitted to do Hishtadlis, to put in efforts, but is obligated to do Hishtadlis. As we spoke about last week, we mentioned that a person is obligated to put in every Hishtadlis, every effort when it comes to trying to attain Bitachan. It's also true in regards to, let's say, supporting his yeshiva. After Navarik would put in efforts, he would go out and he would collect money for his yeshiva. So, since he's saying Yosef at Tzadik was somebody, why do you want to get out for spiritual reasons? So, what's the problem? The entire purpose was to improve his spiritual situation. We can say that in such a situation, so doing his shtadlis should be considered a mitzvah, an obligation. Even according to that which our sages say, that putting in these efforts was considered a sin for him. We need to try to understand that our sages, they were medayak, they were very specific when they said that he said twice, you should remember me, you should mention me. Why was it such a great sin for doubling the language? Why is it a greater sin if he says it twice versus one time? Because if he only said it one time, it sounds like it wouldn't have been such a great sin. So if that's not a great sin, why is the second time that he says it going to be considered a great sin? It's not Mustaver, it doesn't make sense. That's the question. Just trying to keep track of the time here. Okay. So what's the idea? If the first one requires some kind of punishment, I'm sorry, if the second one is deserving of some kind of punishment, so then the first one should as well. We need to understand, generally speaking, it's, it's a pella, it's a wonder. Why is he obligated to receive any kind of punishment? Because of a small, the slightest, slightest lack in his bitachin. Why didn't it protect him at all, the exalted level that he had already attained in his bitachin? Why did he have to get such a, such a punishment of being in jail for another two years? For such a small lack, a very fine lack in his bitachin, in his faith in Hashem. Okay, so this is important, and we need to understand this. We need to understand what does it mean to rise up, to 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 ascend levels in one's ruchnius and one's spiritual attainments. Okay. Ha'achas. So there are two points here. One idea that we have is that a person, a righteous person, a person who's striving to grow in his spirituality, he can fall seven times and he gets up. Right? There's a second aspect, which is the aspect of when a person does a certain thing numerous times, so then it becomes permitted to him. Meaning, psychologically, when a person has done something wrong. So, the first cigarette, you know, it's bad. But the problem is that the second and third cigarette, now it's like, what's the big deal? It's not such a bad thing. Before that, a person says, oh, it's, it's a terrible thing. Smoking causes cancer, other things. Makes a person smell bad. 
etc. Right? So, but once a person has done it a number of times, it becomes permitted to him. So, so we have these two different things though. We have two different contrasting concepts. One is that a person will fall seven times but get up versus the person who does it a, new, a number of times and then they give up. We find the Gemara in Brachis, and Afyut Tess says that if a person sees a Tamil Chacham, a wise person, a tzaddik, a person who's a student, a Torah scholar, and he's done, he's done certain things, he's done certain averis, so you don't have to worry. By the by, the following day, he for sure has done tshuva. He for sure has repented. There's a difference, says the altar of Novartic, between someone who's a Chacham and a Talmud Chacham. A Chacham means a wise person. A Talmud Chacham means the student of wise people. And these two aspects are distant from each other from one extreme to the other extreme. Because, I'm sorry, one second, another second. There, there, we have a distance from one extreme to another. What is the distance here like this? Someone who's a student of a wise person, so when a person like that stumbles, the thing that he's done wrong, the stumbling that he's done comes to him in passing. It's impossible for a person to escape from doing something wrong, even somebody who is watching what he's doing, being careful about what he's doing. He has a cheshben nefesh he's involved in evaluating his actions. Okay. A person who's trying to do what's right, based on the Torah, trying to work on his character. Sometimes he will stumble. It wasn't because he didn't see that it was a stumbling block. It was an accident. It was something that happened unintentionally. Or even if he's done something wrong, he intended to do something wrong. And in the Haskama, it's not like he's decided this is the way I'm going to go now. Because this is the way it's supposed to be. He's gone into this path because it might be the right thing to do, perhaps. Sometimes a person, this is an amazing thing. This is a unique shita you might not find anywhere else besides for the altar of Novartic. That he says that sometimes a person will do something wrong because he's testing the waters. He wants to see where the end of the boundaries are. How far he can stretch the boundaries. He wants to stay within the boundaries of what's right. But sometimes in order to, to figure out where the boundary is, a person will fall off of the cliff. But his intent is not to remain doing that thing. He wants to see where the edge is. He fell off. He's going to get back up, and he's not going to go off to that. He he sees that's the end. That's that's where some you know where he's transgressed. So Mechshel and Keila Chulis dominate some of Akshmas Such a thing, falling off, doing something wrong, either by accident or intentionally, in a case of someone who's trying to see where the boundary is. So that's something that can take place with someone who truly is seeking. Also, in, in the course of seeking and trying to find what's right. Before a person has been able to distinguish the paths that are appropriate for him according to his own self, or each person has their own individual path in life, their own individual Avedas Hashem, service of God. Each person has those things that are his 
or his particular nisyanus, his particular challenges, right? So he needs to be able to figure out for himself exactly what is the correct path for himself. Right? So such a person, as he's going along in the world, as he's going along in life, can make mistakes. That's natural. But the point that he's going to say, and we'll see if we have enough time to read it inside, the point that he's going to say, though, is that such a person doesn't make a shita out of it. It doesn't become his new way of being, oh, I've done something wrong, you know what, everything I do is correct. Right? That's the way of the chacham. He's already wise. Everything he, already, everything he does is already correct. Even if he does something wrong, now it becomes correct because he did it. Right? That's a chacham. A Talmud chacham is someone who is a student of wisdom. Such a person is always looking to, to become more wise. He's, learning, he's looking to learn what are the, what are the boundaries of what's acceptable. Where, where have I done something that has passed the line and I realized that that was a mistake and now I come back and I realize that I need to draw new boundaries. Right? That's the person who doesn't make a shita. Doesn't make, it's my new way of being. He doesn't do that. He makes a mistake. Shevi Poltzadik, he falls even seven times. Become, but he gets back up. He doesn't make the mistake into now correct because he did it. He's not working with his guy, but he's not working with that. Okay, so we're going to see, and again, we're not going to read this inside yet, we'll see perhaps next time, that the problem with Yosef Vatsadik, the mistake that he made was that he, he did it once, and then he reinforced it a second time. Meaning, he showed a lack of bitachin, and then he, he doubled the, the first time was, okay, that's part of perhaps his experimenting, but the fact that he redoubled his efforts and he shouldn't have been redoubling his efforts. So that constituted a sin for Yosef Atzadik, for Joseph. Now, when we think about this for ourselves, one second, again, I'm trying to see where we're holding time-wise. Sorry, I apologize. I'm usually looking in a different direction. Okay, when we try to understand how this applies to us, so, so when it comes to Bitachon, it's interesting that we see that there's an experimentation aspect. There's a there's seeing what's working for us, what will work for us. Where are we holding an abitachin? Because it's possible that a person can be holding at a level of abitachin where he doesn't need to do any hishtadlus. But it's also possible that a person is holding at a level where he does need to do hishtadlus. He does need to put in efforts. It's just as an example, something that happened to me recently. Sometimes, and this is actually an idea I saw at the end of the book, at the end of Madriga Sodom, He talks about the fact. That, that sometimes a person needs to involve other people, whether it's in teaching, being Mazakas Haravim, that's the context of it in Madrigas Adam. Sometimes a person needs to do it all himself, to, to, to the degree that a person, uh, accepts responsibility of the Ravim, of the general populace. So that person gets a certain amount of Siyata Dishmai, of help, of heavenly help, heavenly assistance because of it. So does a person need to, to, to involve other people in, in that work? Well, to the degree that they involve other people, so then that siyata deshmai, that heavenly assistance, gets distributed to others. But it's possible for one person to get that extra siyata deshmai because he's taken on the responsibility by himself. Talks about Moshe Rabbeinu, giving it out to others, etc. But I also experience myself that sometimes when I involve other people, there's a certain level of siyata deshmai, of divine assistance. I'm trying to, to create music and trying to create uh, videos that, that inspire people. So there's a certain Zikri Arabim that's going on. There's a certain, uh, I'm being Mazakis Arabim, uh, having an opportunity to inspire a large amount of people. So I get a certain Siyat Adishmai and I always sense this. I always get that. I always feel that. Hashem is helping me in my videos, in my music, etc. 
But to the extent that I do, I involve other people a lot. Do I try to do it by myself? It's the same siyata d'shmaya according to the altar. So here we are, I believe, at the end of our time. Sorry, I got the time got away from me, even though I kept looking. And so I encourage you to, if you'd like to be part of the Bitochen group, send an email to arigoldberg at gmail.com or group at gmail.com. Our meetings are once a week for now. And there's a men's group and there's a separate women's group. And I invite you all to join. Thank you so much for listening.